Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just give our honest reaction to it. We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make a whole lot of objective value judgments about things. We just react to what we hear. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but ultimately the goal is to just get new music in your ears, encourage you to go out and support it in whatever way you can, see bands while that is still a possibility again, as it may soon not become. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, we're, we'll see. It certainly seems you, to be buddy, trending it's, that direction. It's, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I am preparing myself emotionally for it. You know, it's because, you know, when you have to share the planet with uh, people who are broadly anti-intellectual, uh, you know, you can't have nice things. <laughs> we could have been fucking done by now. Could have been done. We could have been, but we're not. <laughs> so, um, you know, go see bands while that's still a possibility because it may soon not be once again. Uh, buy releases if you like them, even if it's something that we don't like, even if it's something that we trash. Um, the goal is just to, to put it in front of you and let you make decisions on your own. Uh, the format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we usually get through between five and seven of them. And that's really all there is to it. Um, I don't have a whole lot of life updates this week. Um, I will say that the uh, if you've been following along over this past couple months, you know that I have a terror of an upstairs neighbor in the duplex that I reside in. And uh, he was supposed to be out on the 17th of last month. And then the updated move out date would have been today. Um, but sure enough, we heard from the landlady and um, he's not he's not out today. What's her excuse this time? Her excuse this time is that he still has nowhere to go. Who gives um, a fuck? Yeah, truly, who gives a fuck? I'm thinking about just taking him out. He does have out. places to go, right? He does have places to go. He can go to hell. <laughs> yes, he could go to hell and rot. Um, he, uh, he also made us some lemonade. Um, I wouldn't drink that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even sniff it. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, um, he like made us some lemonade and gave us a letter about how he wanted to start over. And um, nope. I was nope. like, yeah, nope. no, I'm, nope, I'm that's good. how they get you. I'm good on that, man. Uh, he is 100 percent psychic vampire, and your landlord <laughs> is his thrall. <laughs> Our landlord is his thrall. She uh, she texted me today and was like, you know, just. I told him you guys were the deciding vote, and I was like, well, you know, that's what you said last time, and I'm telling you right now, I hate this man with all all, all the ire and passion I can muster up. Um, I do not want to live in a house with him at all. You found a crack pipe in the backyard. I don't really know what better evidence you need to um, kick this man out of your house, but... I, you know, I do what you will. I was like, I really just want to be absolved of any weight of this uh, decision being on my shoulders at this point, either kick him out or don't. And we will adjust accordingly. So, um, so yeah, there you go. The, the, the wondrous date that we were looking forward to, um, has once again been moved back indefinitely and the psychotic man, uh, that lives above us is still there. We heard him actually, um, screaming like an animal just earlier today. So yeah, I, I almost feel like at this point uh, you, you might have like legal recourse with your landlady. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what that would be. I have no idea what uh, what channels you would go through or like what, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and yeah, she's also like an old family friend. So it's Who like, gives a shit? fuck her. Right. She's clearly a fucking moron. She's clearly a fucking simp. Right. She's simping for a crackhead upstairs. <laughs> simping for a crackhead. Yeah. 
You know, <laughs> I found the episode title really early on this like, time. Like, I'm, honestly, man, I'm just tired of simps is basically where I'm at <laughs> right now, right? In all walks of life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 could, I could feel, I could feel right now the flames kindling, right? Because yeah. you mentioned that, who knows, maybe we won't have, be able to have nice things here in, in a month or so. And it's because of fucking simps, right? Yeah. And not, not simps in the fucking, you know jerking off on the internet set just fucking simps yes. fucking simpletons simpletons and i'm yes. fucking tired of living on a planet largely populated with simpletons i'm tired of having to be polite to them i'm tired of having to accommodate their fucking superstitions and their outrage in every facet of their life while i just keep my head down and just hope that someday something will get better i fucking hate simpletons yeah, I feel like I'm being held hostage by them. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's not It's not good. <laughs> and, and living in Indiana, there's a whole fucking lot of them. Yeah, for sure. We're outnumbered uh, by a pretty high margin, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so what about you? Any, uh, anything, anything fun or cool or not so fun or cool go, uh, going yeah, on in you your know, life this I week? I had something I wanted to do that was going to be fun and cool yesterday, uh-huh. uh, but my good buddies just couldn't put it off. Um, to go to a record store. <laughs> we, we, I haven't been to a record store in a coon's age. Now, I have looked that phrase up. It is not based on a racial connotation. It's because <laughs> people used to think that raccoons live for a long time. Well, right? we're going to go back as soon as, you, as soon as you're free. We are down yeah. to go back. It's only yeah. like an hour drive away. Yeah, I know. I know. So It's like, oh, well, sorry. Hey, it's got all these awesome heavy metal records. Cool. See ya. <laughs> well... Thanks a lot, friends. <laughs> you can't I call it the good old days. I call it a fucking lie. You, you had to cancel. I think it was like three out of four of us could still do it. You know and what I of mean? The, so, of the four of us, right? Uh, yeah. Of the four of us. Yeah. Right? Now, there might be some discrepancy between you and I, but of the four of us, I would say that I am probably one of the most ravenous buyers of records. Brandon couldn't give a shit. Brandon was going to go fucking golfing. Yes, for sure. I think Josh he did go buy records. Uh, right? Josh, Josh buys Josh records here and there. He don't buy records like I buy records. No, not even close, no. Right. Um, so the only true record fan in the group. Sorry. <laughs> well, you fuckers. We'll, you we'll, fuckers. We'll go back ASAP. I promise you we didn't clear it out. In fact, I didn't buy a single record because... That's because uh, I bought them all. I, told, I tried to... I was trying so hard to convince you guys I took Thursday off and went down and cleaned him, <laughs> cleaned him out. I, I didn't believe it for even a fucking second. Um, I actually just went through all of his bins of t-shirts and ended up buying a bunch of stock for my business So yeah, and making a, a connection. I guess he says, according to him, he's got, uh, well, I'm not going to reveal too much because you know I don't know if there's any Indiana natives listening to this who are going to go snipe my fine. So I'm not going to tell you shit. I'm not going to tell you where it's located. I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but I will tell you. I got some good shit and I'm going to go back and get some better shit very soon. So, yeah. um, and we can go back and, uh, and, and you can actually buy some records. I will say the stock was a, a little bit thin. He has, yeah. he has like mostly, he has a handful of good records. I mean, he gets in new shit all the time. So a lot of the cool stuff is like from his personal collection and he has a lot of good tapes in there. Like he's still got like a, an original copy of Celtic Frost to Megatherion. 
and like uh he has like some unsane like an unsane singles collection some rollins bands cassettes i mean there's still some good stuff in there for sure but it's like he doesn't necessarily get the opportunity to restock that shit super often because of where he's located like there's just not like a lot coming in you know what i mean so i know i know it seems like uh where he's located has basically doomed his his uh chances of of success yeah josh and Um, i keep talking about like you know i i hope that the man stays open for as long as humanly possible but when the inevitable fold comes on we'll be there for the liquidation sale for sure yeah yeah i i, I kind of perused his uh i, I wasn't that bummed actually because i kind of perused his uh offerings as much as i could yeah on the internet and saw that uh there was a lot more jerry rafferty fucking city to city lps than there were uh sodom lps <laughs> yes that's that is that's pretty accurate so uh but, but nonetheless we'll uh we'll go back down very very soon yeah so let's uh i guess let's jump into it then let's uh let's jump into the queue for the week it's uh it's a varied one. It looks like there's a lot of stuff that could potentially be bangers in this one. So I think I think we're gonna have a good episode tonight. So first up we have a band name that I I dare not uh seriously attempt to pronounce. It is uh like an old, like it might be like, you know, Aztec or Mayan, a central like yeah, an old or something. Yeah, yeah, old older old school Central American native uh, language. So the band name is Yautul Mictlan. I'm sure that's not correct. The record is Sagrada Tierra del, del Jaguar. Um, this is a band from the SLC area that I guess is uh, like black metal with South American um, influences in there. Uh, it was sent in by Colton Keys. This is his, uh, you know, one of his scene report bands where he just kind of sends stuff in from the SLC area. And this one, he mm-hmm. he says he actually actively stands behind and thinks is really cool. Okay. Then we have Decrepacy. This is uh, a death metal band. The release is Emetic Communion. And this was sent in by Catfish Jones. He says that I think the one of the members of his band, I can't remember which, which member of uh, Hell Grazer is in this band. He described it as like, old school caveman death metal but with death rock leads i don't really know what to think about that because when i hear the words death rock i think of like you know um like uh tsol and christian death and stuff and i don't know how that would translate to death metal but yeah despite both having death in their title in in the genre name there's not a lot of overlap is there not a whole lot of overlap at all. So I'm kind of interested to land on that just to see if uh, if that's an accurate description of their sound, and if so, how how that pans out. I think that death rock and, and, and death metal to have different takes on the inclusion of the word death in their descriptors. Yeah, right. I, I would say death rock safe. is like, oh, it's creepy. We're dead, you know. <laughs> yeah, and right. death metal is like, fuck you, you right. know. Like death metal is is like celebrating the most brutal aspects of it. So. Right. Yes, for sure. Um, the next up, we have got Mangled State with Pain Incarnate. This is uh, a newer release on Youth Attack, one of the one of the releases that dropped a couple months ago when they did their big big uh, kind of quarterly drop. I guess this was sent in by uh, TJ from Pittsburgh, old homie of mine, who sent sent in um, a lot of good stuff over the over the course of the last year or so. Then we have got uh, Primal Brain with It's All a Game. This was submitted a while back by Garrett Fisbeck, I think, and uh, he wanted. This is old. I have this. You have this. Okay, this came out in yeah. This came out in September of uh, of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not heard this stuff. He uh, he submitted a while back, I guess, and we didn't get around to it, so he resubmitted it. 
Then we have got uh, the new SEAL, uh, Zaman Iran. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly either. Uh, SEAL is a band from Singapore. It might be SEAL. I never I actually heard that Seal name. SEAL is how I pronounce it. SEAL, yeah, that makes sense. I've never actually heard this band's name um, you know, pronounced out loud. This was sent in by Franklin Stein. Uh, this is a band that uh, I think you and I both both fuck with pretty heavily, and I yeah, have not listened to it. Yeah, this band fucking rules, so I'm sure yeah, this dude. is good. They're they're super super good. This is uh this is their new EP on Levita SNMUSE, and I have uh, I've not listened to it yet. Then we have got another another release that is sure to rip. Uh, it's the new Lysol release, Soup for My Family. This is a Seattle Washington based band that fucking rips. Um, this was uh, submitted by Joe Ross, who I guess is a a mutual friend of our friend Adam Walker. It seems like we're getting more and more listeners and music submitters that uh, fall into that category. Um, and I guess, uh, Joe plays in a, another band with members of Lysol. So I would be interested to hear that if you got a release, Joe, that's somewhat recent, send that our way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, a guy, a kid who like posts in the Demolition and Facebook group all the time, this kid, Mark Moreno, he posts like new releases almost every day and they're usually fucking bangers. The kid has really, really good taste. He just posted this new Lysol in there like yesterday. And uh, I had held off on listening to it, and now it's in our queue, so that works yeah, out. Yeah, it, so- it showed up in my uh, YouTubes yesterday as well. Word. Then uh, next we've got Melissa with their self-titled debut, I believe. This was sent in by Anthony from Gel, um, the Gel the Gel family correspondent. Um, he said that he is pretty yeah. sure... Th- What's up? I've heard this. I don't know if I listened to this by myself or if I listened if we heard this in the show. We did not hear it on the show. Okay, then I must have listened to this by myself. Okay, I have not um, heard this. Um, it is, uh, he says he's pretty sure it features uh, a member of uh, Hank Wood and the Hammerheads. Um, and he said he, the, the names and the, the name of the band and the names of the song were kind of perplexing to him. Uh, based on the album art, I, I kind of wonder, I'm almost wondering if it's like, um, maybe it's like a play on merciful fate abigail or something that's what i was thinking but then all the names the the the, the song titles will talk about it but they're all names of people yeah for sure so i don't know um then we have got muscle vest with live laugh loathe which i like that name um <laughs> that's a good name yeah this was sent in by Derek m um i don't think he said a whole lot about it he just uh wanted to let the music speak for itself then we have got Cerebral Rot with Excretion of Mortality. This is uh, a band that if you're paying attention to contemporary death metal, you probably already know about. This is their new release on 20 Bucks Spin. This was sent in by Jay from Cold Brats. Um, I've not really uh, listened to this new this new record yet, so um, whether or not we hear it tonight or not, I'm going to... Whether or not we hear it tonight or not. Whether or not we hear it tonight, I'm going to get around to listening to this ASAP. And then last up, we have Call, C-A-U-L, with their rehearsal demo. And uh, this is actually a new band featuring, featuring our homie from uh, Illinois, Gonzo. Um, this oh, is, really? Yeah, yeah, Ben Gonzalez. I'm sure many listeners of the podcast probably know of him somehow, um, some way or another. That's a dude who's been around for a long time, played in a whole lot of bands, knows a whole lot of people. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if a whole lot of people in our listenership are at least passingly familiar with Gonzo. Super super solid dude, stand-up guy. Um, love being around him, like a lot of the bands he's played in. So this is uh, this is a new band that he's in with, uh, I guess it's a, somebody else from Sick Tired is in this, and uh, some other just like Chicagoland and DeKalb and like greater northern Illinois area, PV mm-hmm. and uh, and like grindcore luminaries are playing in this, but I've not listened to it yet. So uh, on that, let's roll the dice and see what's up first. Eight. All right. Eight is uh, Muscle Vest with Live, Laugh, Loathe. 
The band camp is musclevest.bandcamp.com. Let's see here. So this is a London band. Um, he just, uh, yeah, I think he just described it as like London based weirdo punk. Um, we'll see if it says, uh, we'll see if it's indeed weird or punk. Let's, uh, let's just jump into it. He suggested the first track on here. So we're going to hear creepy crawly by muscle vest off of their EP live, laugh, loathe. Okay, we just heard Creepy Crawly by Muscle Vest off of Live Laugh Lo- Live Laugh Loathe. So I got some I guess I got some thoughts about this immediately, which is okay. you know, first of all, you know, I don't I don't think this is weirdo. Um I don't think this is particularly weird at all. 
And um, I think that this this has a lot more post-hardcore in it than I expected there to be going into it. Um, but then just kind of looking at the neatly shorn beards and the haircuts of the people involved, it kind of it kind of all stacks up and makes sense. Um, you know, I wasn't offended by this. <laughs> pointing out, pointing out with just just a little bit of spice in it, neatly shorn beards and haircuts <laughs> tells me you don't need to say another fucking word, right? <laughs> There's yeah. just a little bit of fucking heat in the way you said that. <laughs> just a little bit though. I'm not uh, I'm not upset about this, but I will say that it, it kind of fits tidally tidally into um an emerging non-scene of of post-hardcore, you know, punk-informed heavy music that is kind of ready-made to be consumed by lapsed hardcore kids or folks who flirt with heavy music and listen to a lot of NPR. I mean, I, I actually like the band idols. Some people don't like it, but I think idols is kind of like, they're kind of the flag bearer of that stuff, particularly in the UK scene um, where they're widely consumed by festival crowds um, and, and don't have nearly as much cachet within like general or uh, sort of genuine subculture circles um, as other bands of uh, of their general ilk that maybe aren't aren't on the same level. Um, this is pulling from obviously like you know the contemporary sub pop noise rock scene, you know Mets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of of sort of sassy post hardcore in this that I never connected with. Like every time I die, this this owes a lot to a band like Every Time I Die. And and again, just looking at the the, the folks involved in this. Uh, I, I don't feel like that's an accident. You know, this looks like a collection of people who are probably every time I die fans. I could be way off base about that. I, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not hip to what's going on in London fashion wise, but I bet it's not uh, a massive chasm between uh, the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, you know, I, I think if you're into post hardcore, you probably look about the same everywhere you go. This is this to me is like it's perfectly fine. It's competent musically. Um, I'm not going to make anybody turn it off, but I, I don't connect with it emotionally at all. And there's just, uh, there's an undercurrent of, of poserdom here. Um, that may or may not be any fault of the the actual people playing the music, but is, is nonetheless, um, kind of inescapable for me. And it, it, it always colors the experience of listening to bands like this. It's like, it's not a world away from things that I enjoy, but there are just certain, hard to quantify elements of this kind of stuff um, that always just make it feel kind of uncanny, uncanny Valley for me. How about yourself? So I've never heard an every time I die song. If I have, I couldn't tell you what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, I think we know people that like that band. We do. Yeah. Um, But I, I I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you a single thing about that band. Right. Sure. They're all rapists. (laughs) That's what I heard. (laughs) Right. Yeah, okay. That's what I heard. All right. Word. The word on the street that I heard was, I was probably not true because it came from an unreliable source, but oh, that's right. what I heard. <laughs> okay. That's as much as I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't have a, you know, obviously, yeah. So, you know, like fucking Mets and shit like that. Right. Right. I actually didn't mind this. This reminded me of something that you might hear coming out of like Louisville, Kentucky 15 years ago. Yeah. That's that too. For sure. Yeah. Um, and there's some solid stuff that came out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually didn't mind this for me, you know, I was thinking like older, you know, things that I could relate this to older bands. Right. Yeah. Um, this like sat right in the middle of like 
unsane and quicksand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's... Kind of, it was definitely sad. There was definitely sass there, right? right I mean, yeah. the one guy with the with the hair, yeah, right? You know uh-huh. which one I'm talking about. I know which one. Yeah, there's two of them. One's got glasses and one doesn't, but they got hair, right? Right. Yeah, they're sassy. Sure, right? they're definitely sassy boys. But this didn't this didn't irritate me. I think as much as you, I, I'm a little more open to this. I'll probably check this out later. I like the name of the band. Yeah. Um, it does kind of maybe tread a line depending upon. You know how things go, but uh, yeah, I didn't find this totally. I, 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 it's got my uh, my interest. I'll uh, my curiosity. I'll check it out. Yeah, so I kind I kind of like this track. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. Like I said, I don't think I was. I don't think I was irritated by it per se. It's just that um, it it occupies a space for me that uh, I, I tend to easily write off stuff that that kind of falls in this in this lane. Um, Seriously though, didn't the, one of the guys from Every Time I Die like hire somebody to kill his wife or some shit like that and go to prison and like. <laughs> have a bunch of fucking little kids shit or something like that. <laughs> no, that was As I Lay Dying, and I don't think no, there was any... Steve, what the fuck is the difference? You know, like, it might as well be the same band, right? I don't I don't think that there was any little kid stuff, but he did go to prison for trying to hire somebody to uh, kill his wife. Okay. Well, He's out now, and I think As I Lay Dying is is doing is doing their thing again. Uh, okay. That's also a world that I was never interested in, so they play, like, really bad... Um, uh, like metalcore, melodic metal, mall metalcore of the variety where like the there's like breakdowns, but they also sing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. One of the worst. Mm. Well, to the members of uh, which wait, which which band was it? They both have almost the same name. Which band was it? Every time that- I die actually had like a child rapist and a, and a man that hired somebody to kill his wife. Well, okay, again, I'd have no idea if a member of As They Lay Dying had a child rapist in it, but he did confirmed hire a man to kill his wife. Every Time I Die has no such allegations that I am aware of. And what's the name of the other man? Every Time I Die, and then the the, the bad one is uh, As I Lay Dying. So, so every time I die is the bad one. No, no, no. I mean, as I lie, lay dying is the one with the man who hired the the person to kill his wife. Okay, so every time I die is good. Uh huh. As far as we know. Well, they're good in terms of they're not hiring people to kill their spouses or right. So I'm, I'm sorry, guys, that I got you confused with another band that has almost the exact same name as you. Um, sorry. <laughs> so there you go. Every time I die, absolved of any wrongdoing. Here on the Demolition <laughs> Podcast. So, yeah, okay, cool. Let's uh, we'll keep it moving from Muscle Vest. Like I said, I'm not offended by this at all. I thought it was just fine. Um, you know, I guess uh, report back if you listen to the rest of this EP and you think it's worth my time. I'm not. Uh, I'm not opposed to to listening to to three more songs on here. You know? right. I'll I'll check her out. So, all right, I'll cool. let you know if it's safe. <laughs> all right, thanks. Uh, taking taking a walk in the minefield for me. Let, let's uh, let's roll the dice. Eight again. Okay. Eight is uh, the new Cerebral Rot, so you can find this on uh, listen.20buckspin.com, and uh, this should be up pretty close to the top of their release list as it, yeah. uh, as it just is dropped. Good. I was just listening to this the other day, so it's, it's good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, there's, there's my, there's my uh, I like it. It's good. It, <laughs> it was, it was, it was you know, hey, you should, dude, you should check this out. I know, you know, they've got an 11-minute song. Now, I am not fucking with an 11-minute song. Fuck off. Right. Um, You know. Yes, they do tend to drag on with a few of these songs, but by and large, this is good. Okay, so. cool. Let's uh, let's just listen to the uh, the title and opening track of this. So we're gonna listen to "Excretion of Mortality" off the same name, off the record of the same name by Cerebral Rot.
right, we just heard Excretion of Mortality by Cerebral Rot off of the record of the same name. So if you've been listening to death metal for, for any length of time and you're familiar with the subculture, um, you'll know that the write-up below this record on Bandcamp is is not an anomaly. There's um, a lot of purple prose in death metal bio writing or like, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, tends to to gravitate towards describing things as you know like the festering putrescence of this band's sickening sound right um and that that's that's no exception here but by and large it's usually um overstated and rarely does the sound um i think measure up to Mm -hmm. the way it's being described but i will say this sounded genuinely nasty uh, yes. In a way that I don't think a lot of bands dial in like this, the entire duration of this, which I will say I didn't get bored of one time in the seven minutes felt like I was being dragged through human viscera. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really fucking good. I liked this a lot. It was, um, yeah, man, it was this, this was, um, this was disgusting in a way that that I just I think a lot of bands aim for but never arrive at. This uh this this really fucking hit the mark for me. I like this a lot, and I uh, I very much understand why this band is uh is getting big up by so many people. This was great. Yeah, it's really good, and it does sound disgusting, right? It yeah. it um it's to me this is basically the pinnacle of death metal. Like this is about as good as death metal can get. Yeah, yeah, I would um, say so. You know, it it's not super flashy, mm-hmm. right? It's fucking ugly as shit. Some of those, some of those riffs and some of the just general general like notes that were hit in there are disgusting, right? Yeah, yeah for it's sure. Really fucking ugly. Like around five minutes, mm-hmm. maybe five ten or so. There's that. There's this just. Re- it's not quite a solo, but there's just this this fucking rotten sort of riff that comes in, right? Yeah, and and. uh yeah, it's really good. It matches the cover too, for sure. Um, we we use we use the the phrase "mold from the tomb" a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. This is truly fucking filth from the tomb and mold yeah. from the tomb. This this is really good. Um, it doesn't require me to uh, have a fucking music degree to like it, right? No, this is brain shut all the way off music, right? This this is this is fucking caveman death metal. This is the sound of the end of the world. Um, this is the sound of you squishing through the fused infected corpses as the planet turns to rotten flesh from some sort of interplanetary disease right right yeah um it's disgusting i loved it yeah i think i think that death metal at its best it should still possess the potential to genuinely scare and repulse people not of this world you know what i mean i think at its best it, it should repulse those not not in the know, you know? Yeah, like to the point that they're not even curious, right? They're not even right. curious about, whoa, listen to that drummer, you know? Yeah, or or, or or even like, or even amused by its novelty, you know what I right. mean? That straight up, like they are all the way put off by it. Right, and, and uh, that's, to me, that's, I mean, look at the fucking, I was just talking about, um, I can't remember who I was talking to about, but like, you know, classic is fucking butchered at birth artwork, right? Sure, yeah. Oh, a friend of mine out in California, he was revisiting Cannibal Corpse and he's listening to Vile and Gallery of Suicide. I was like, yeah, those are really good records, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't follow Cannibal Corpse nowadays because like, you know, who gives a shit by and large, probably plenty of people, but not me anymore, right? Right, yeah. 
Um, but at least up through like gallery of suicide for sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I, you know, recently went back and revisited, you know, Eaton and, you know, um, Eaton back to life and, mm -hmm. you know, fucking butchered at birth and, 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 um, you know, that early stuff. And while I don't necessarily, you know, I prefer, I, I, I prefer George Fisher over Chris Barnes. He's just a much more dynamic fucking, you know, vocalist. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's obvious when you look at the, you know, what they were going for with Vile, why they fucking chose the fucking vocalist from Monstrosity to, to fucking front the band. But like, sure, um, you know, when you go back and you look at those classic Cannibal Corpse records, like Hammer Smashed Face, like that song, right? Mm -hmm. And the EP, the artwork for that EP, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, fucking Butchered at Birth and stuff. Like, it's meant to make you not interested in it right for sure to, to, to shun you and turn you away if you don't fucking get it like if if this is this is it's it's a situation where like it doesn't want you to be curious it wants you to be all in or all the way the fuck out yeah for sure man for sure and i think that this uh this nails that perfectly so yeah i i love this man I'm, I'm definitely gonna listen to the rest of this lp like i said whether or not we landed on this tonight or not i was gonna i was gonna sit down with it and uh after hearing that i'm i'm even more compelled to do so that uh yeah. that's that's probably it's probably the best death metal that i've uh that i've heard in a grip yes it's really fucking good right yeah. yeah so uh let's let's roll the dice and see what's up next two all right, two is uh, some more death metal, actually. Uh, Decrepacy. So the Bandcamp is Decrepacy. That's D-E-C-R-E-P-I-S-Y dot Bandcamp dot com. They are a Portland, Oregon-based band, and this is uh, this is the band that shares a member with Hellgrazer. Um, I don't think that a particular song was suggested to us. There is a title track on here, I think. Uh, it's the second song on here. It also happened... Well, no, it's not the longest song, uh, but it's the second longest song. We had another got another long runner um it's the, i mean it's kind of a wash the opening song is only like eight eight seconds shorter than the second song and we tend to go for the title track so yeah so let's just do that so we're going to listen to emetic communion off of the release of the same name by the band decrepacy
Okay, so we just heard the song Emetic Communion off of the release of the same name by the band Decrepacy. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that's uh, that's two for two on very, very good death metal that we've heard tonight. Um, yeah, it's two for two. You Listen, I'm not so much of a fucking metal nerd that I'm going to tell you that there's, you know, one the Cerebral Rod is good and this is bad, right? Yeah. You basically can't like A and not like B. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, as far yeah, as, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sure there are people that would uh, that would differ on that opinion, but I'm I'm with you on that for sure. Um, I also like that uh, in their description on the right, it says regressive death um, as opposed yeah. to progressive death metal. Right. Um, I, I'm with that. That's uh, that's certainly the uh, the interpretation of death metal that uh, that I tend to gravitate to. It's it's funny when we were uh, as you mentioned when uh, Brandon and Josh and I were going down to the record store. Um, we were listening. I can't remember what we were listening to on the way down, but uh, Brandon voiced uh, his distaste for old school death metal, and I was like, Which, "Yeah, like, yeah." I was just like, "Well, that's that's the best kind, man." He's like, "I get it in theory, but I just I don't like it," you know. Um, and then proceeded to put on a band that we do overlap on gore guts, but yeah. um, but like that's his, you know. I think that's like as far afield as he gets on death metal. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, in, in terms of like old school shit like there's i mean there's a few exceptions he likes carcass and stuff but uh but for me the 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 bands that uh that just absolutely break it down to its most essential parts they're the bands that i want to hear and like this did have some flourishes you know what i mean there were some melodic flourishes in here but um they weren't at the expense of of the music i felt that uh that they actually um that they elevated it if if i had to throw in one one critique i would say maybe the last minute and a half minute and a half of, of that song felt um you know, not, not particularly engaging to me compared to how pummeling the rest of the track was, but in the context of an overall release as one track flows into the next, I understand, uh, kind of maybe a buffer for, for, uh, purposes of establishing mood and atmosphere. Um, but, uh, yeah, I liked that a whole lot, man. That was, that was really, really good. This actually doesn't come out until, um, August 6th. So, uh, so I think that this is up, um, I think this is up for like pre or pre-order, um, I think there are tape and LP versions of this. Um, I'm not entirely sure what label is putting this out. I don't think it's a, a particularly not- notable one. Um, I will say also this does feature a member of Ace Phallix. Um, and, yeah, f- uh, a few other notable bands too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so, yeah, I liked that a whole lot, man. That was that was very, very good. Yeah, this like, so well, listening to this, I was thinking sometimes we talk about Death metal that is coming from folks with a hardcore background, right? Like, like, and, and a lot of times we can't. You can kind of sniff that out. Yeah, you know. Not I don't know these dudes personally, and I'm sure they probably like some hardcore bands, but these dudes are fucking metalheads, right? That I dude, I was having the exact same thought. Yeah, you know, because a lot of times, you know, for instance, as much as we like Bolt Thrower and everybody likes Bolt Thrower, that seems to be like a you know a style that shows up in hardcore kid death metal. Right. For sure. Yes. Um, they don't, they generally don't incorporate a lot of like incantation. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know, so this is like a different, a different sort of school. This is the incantation school of death metal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is for diet in the wool. Uh, this is, this is, this is music created by diet in the wool metalheads for sure. I was having that exact same thought in in relation to myself, actually, you know, because I was just thinking like, man, I couldn't write this. I could not. I could not make music that sounds like this as badly as I want to. It is not in my skill set to write music that sounds like this. Yeah. 
It's just um, my sensibilities align with it, but my my skill set, the way I learned how to play guitar, what I came up listening to and teaching myself uh, to write music based upon, it just it didn't uh, it didn't prepare me to write music that sounds like this. I'm just uh, this is something that you you have to be totally of this world to uh, to craft death metal of this type and have it um, and have it actually work and come off as both authentic and and good and ripping. I think this was uh, this was all of those things. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so there you go. Yeah, that was, uh, man, real, real pleasantly surprised by that. And, uh, and we'll be looking out for the, uh, the release of that, uh, that record on the sixth and, and probably, probably pre-ordering a copy of that. Cause, uh, I really dug it a lot. So thank you. Uh, thank you to, uh, Catfish Jones for sending that our way and, uh, give the, give the member of, uh, Hellgrazer that is in this band, uh, our regards. Cause, uh, that, that fucking kicked ass. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Six. Okay, six is Melissa. The Bandcamp is fleshprisonrecords.bandcamp.com, and um, this came out in June of this year, so I imagine it's, uh, again, probably up towards the top of their releases on there. Um, Let's just, uh, obviously we want to skip the intro on this, so I guess we can just start with the second track. So we're going to listen to the song Brianna by the band Melissa off of their self-titled release.
All right, we just heard the song Brianna off of the self-titled demo of the band Melissa out in New York. Um, I'm actually starting to question whether or not we're going to actually hear any hardcore on uh, this episode of our hardcore podcast. Well, um, we still got a little bit of time left. We still got a little bit of time left. Um, yeah, yeah, you can go. I, I will just say I really, really fucking liked that, but go ahead and uh, and let us know how you felt about this. Okay, so this is mysterious guy black metal, right? It is, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean... I don't know who's the band mysterious guy. I'm not trying to fucking gender anybody, but fuck it. Right. Sure. Um, it, and what I mean by that is I, you know, I looked at flesh, flesh vision records website, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at their catalog and you know, they definitely black metal is not their thing. Right. Sure. Um, I would argue that yes, they do release a lot of stuff, but it has to hit a certain like fashion aesthetic for them to release it more so than maybe what it necessarily sounds like, right? Right. Yeah, that's that's potentially true for sure. Right, because you got stuff like this on on, on their their catalog. Um, there's some shit with Genesis Porridge. Um, you know, there's some noise um, like Black Leather Jesus that they released. So there definitely has to be like it seems like at least that criterion met before anything else is released. Sure. Um, and that seems to be a lot of times like the aesthetic is very important in mysterious guy, hardcore too. Right. Definitely. And while sonically, I liked that. I, I, I thought that was pretty good. If albeit, you know, a little repetitive. Um, I think that that kind of makes this poser. I mean, maybe an argument could certainly be you made. You know what I mean? Like, I think that kind of makes this false. Um, as, as real as black metal can be, because let's face it, the, the days of fucking burning down churches and slaying people is fucking gone, right? Yeah. The, good old, the good old days are gone, right? Sure. Because they realize that, you know, it's just a bunch of fucking weirdo antisocial teenagers, right? I'm not trying to say that it was, you know, cool to like, you know, go attack people in the Olympic village and shit like that. Like, obviously you got fucking bats in your belfry. Sure. But yeah, like this seems like costume makeup. Yeah. I liked it sonically, but it doesn't feel like a real black metal record. Sure. Yeah. That, that I will not, uh, I will not debate at all. Um, it definitely does not feel like a, a true black metal record. This is, um, this is punks playing black metal for sure. They're playing dress up. Uh, this is they, artists playing black metal. Well, yeah, maybe. I think that this band features members. I, it does indeed feature a member of uh, Hank Wood and the Hammerheads. I know one of the members plays in the band Conduit. Um, there are a handful of people that play in New York area punk bands that um, certainly could be described depending upon your proclivities and who you ask as like loft punks you know what i mean <laughs> um mm. in, meaning that they may or may not reside in um in uh expensive brooklyn area lofts um you know it's like it's yeah sure this might be art school kids um you know cosplaying um but that said i think that the music um is good enough that i'm that i'm more than willing to to excuse it in this in this instance and um I don't know anything about this band beyond like the very brief snippet that I read on Flesh Prisons, um, on Flesh Prisons website. You know, I doubt that any of these people are playing at being sort of like true cult black metal people. No, either, and you know? I, 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 I guess I don't want to make that. Here's the thing: we just came off two of the fucking realest death metal releases you've heard in a grip, right? Right. To this, sure. 
So that's coloring my interpretation of this, right? Because we just heard fucking real ass death metal by real dyed in the wool death metal dudes, right? Right. Sure, sure, sure. Um, that's what they fucking do. Right. And this is an art project aping black metal. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's that's my gripe about it. Sonically, I guess it's fine. It's interesting. I mean, it's, it's not terribly interesting, but it's fine. It was, you know, easy to nod my head to and get into, right? Yeah. Um, but- that said, it's I'm a little colored by you know it, it, my 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 feelings on it are a little colored by what we just heard. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, this is as you mentioned. Yes, we did just come from uh, with two two releases in a row of like died in the wool death metal motherfuckers making making shit that is um, that is very much of the world that they are also of, and this is a lark by some young people. Um, you know what I mean? Like that live in, that live in New York. Like I, I get it for sure. And in that way, yes, uh, there is uh, there is an element of falseness here, uh, an element of, uh, just sort of like art school, art school kids playing at something that, uh, they are not actually. And that in, in truth is pretty irreplicable. But, uh, that said, sonically, I liked this a whole lot. I was nodding my head along to it. I thought it ripped. I think that the best comparison that you can make sonically is probably something like Bo and all in the sense that it's uh, obviously equally as informed by you know hard classic yeah. hardcore punk as it is black metal um especially in its in its sort of like tempo and sensibilities musical sensibilities um but yeah i, I liked this a whole lot I, I really got no gripes with it other than the other than the ones that you stated and uh as i already mentioned this is good enough that in this case i'm i'm more than willing to overlook the uh potential poserdom of the folks in, involved um just uh, for the sake of of enjoying some some music that I that I really liked, so there you yeah. go. Well, it's sold out, so you can't have it. I know. I already looked. I, I was uh, I was gonna attempt to order this because I liked it that much, but uh, the cassette is uh, cassette's long gone, unfortunately. So if uh, if it gets a repress, though, I'll I'll buy it and I'll uh, I'll I guess I'll I'll have my uh, scene cred docked a couple points. So uh, let's. Uh, I'd like to roll the dice one more time. And, All right. How many uh, we got left? Six. We got six left. Yeah. We had those long ass fucking death metal songs. We did. Uh, six is, I mean, number one. Okay. Uh, six is one. Six is one. <laughs> okay. Man, we're stupid. Um, okay, so this is, yo, this is more metal. Truly, we are not going to hear any hardcore tonight. So uh, if that's what you tune in for, sorry, this isn't the episode for you. So this is the uh, Salt Lake City um, black metal band <laughs> with uh, South American influence. Dude, I can't fuck. Don't even bother. Just tell them what track we're listening to. <laughs> don't even fucking bother. I, I don't, Nuevo Fuego. I'm not going to do any better on the fucking track names. So actually- Nuevo the, Fuego, that's the only one you can pronounce. That is the only one I can pronounce pronounce um i i i think i think he actually he he uh he he suggested a particular song on here um that i think is longer it might have been the last one he actually said if we weren't going to listen to the last one that songs two and three were also rippers and that they are shorter um so maybe let's uh maybe let's let's just just listen to the second track Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that is not how that is pronounced, but we're going to listen to the second track off of this band, who I can't also cannot pronounce record, Sagrada Tierra del Jaguar.
Okay, we just heard uh, a song that I can't pronounce by a band I can't pronounce off of their record, Sagrada Tierra del Jaguar, probably mm-hmm. Jaguar. Um, so, uh, Nate, how'd you feel about that? Uh, so, relying heavily on like a second wave, you know, Norwegian, Scandi, you know, Scandinavian black metal. Mm-hmm. Um, it had its ups and downs. I It was a little, it was a little too... Um, boring for me yeah man i was i was actually bored to death by this yeah it it it, you know like that's not to say the second wave black metal is boring right sure because <laughs> those are the bands everybody thinks about when they think about fucking black metal right you don't think about merciful fate you don't think about venom and shit like that right and like the proto early stuff that you know you're thinking about when you think about the section you're thinking about emperors satiricon stuff like that right right this had a lot of like emperor vibe and like vibe and like even like early Dimu Borgir. Sure, yeah, yeah. I could especially in the kind of big triumphant bits, yeah. Yeah, but it just didn't hit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it it didn't lean into those. Like for instance, Anthems to the Welcome at du- Welcome at Dusk. I love that fucking record, right? Great record. That record is fucking bonkers. Um it's exhausting to listen to front to back, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yes. It's exhausting, right? Yeah. Um just even like production wise, right? It's just very tiresome on the ears. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, the the intro before it comes into the opening song, right? And I can't remember the name of the song right now, mm-hmm. right? But I could look it up, but I'm not. Um, but there's that intro um, that's really fucking full. I mean, because Emperor is very fucking full of themselves, right? Indeed. Um, but there's that, there's that, I have to look it up now so I don't sound like a total fucking idiot, right? But um, with that intro, it's so, it's so fucking over the top and, and like the hubris in that record, right? Is displayed with its, you know, the full intent in the hubris of that record is displayed in the first like 60 seconds of the, of, of the album, right? right? Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, the, the oath, right? Sure. And then it goes into ye in, 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 in right? Yeah. Those two, like those two songs are so fucking arrogant, but they are so fucking good because they rip. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. This tried to me, it seemed like it wanted to touch on the grandeur of like a dissection release or, you know, an, an, an emperor release but it didn't quite go for it. I like the traditional stuff that they put into it where they did. It didn't necessarily feel, it didn't feel disjunct, right? Yeah. Um, and I like that, but it just, this didn't fucking go for it and rip. Yeah, it just, it felt really, really lethargic to me, man. Um, it just, it felt like it was fucking day tripping its way through the five, five and a half minute runtime of this. Like it was just... It was just kind of lackadaisically um, making its way from part to part, and nothing really caught my ear. I ch- I kind of looked up at around the two minute mark, thinking we're probably like four minutes in, and uh, nay, we had just struck two, and you know that's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty stark contrast to having death metal bands with seven and eight minute songs on the show tonight that felt like they were packed to the gills with uh, with riffs and content. Um, and then having a song, you know, uh, uh, two to three minutes less than that, um, feeling like I was, I was already bored of it by a couple minutes in, you know? So I, I, I'm with you on that. They weren't doing anything that offended me and they were touching on things that, um, I tend to really enjoy. The reference points here are obviously the same. We, I'm sure that the, the people in this band and ourselves share some, uh, sensibilities when it comes to our taste in black metal, 
Um, but for whatever reason, this just felt incredibly lethargic. It just, it felt like it never really got going. It didn't reach, reach the heights of, uh, the best, the best black metal that it was, um, intending to attempting to ape. Um, and it's, uh, it just, I'm sure there will be people in our listenership that really like this. And, um, it was, you know, I, it was competently composed and played. Um, I'm sure that this is to plenty of people's tastes. I mean, it looks like a lot of people, um, are in the supported by column of this. A, a lot of folks, um, really enjoy this. And, uh, I, I guess I get it, but yeah, this just, this just felt incredibly lethargic for me. That's the word that kind of repeatedly enters my mind when I try to try to articulate how I feel about this stuff. Yeah. I like the concept. I didn't necessarily like the execution. I wish that I wish that they fucking went for it, man. I wish that it fucking ripped. Yeah, for sure, man. So on that note, let's, uh, let's pivot to voicemails. Um, oh we, we just, we just listened to, uh, basically all metal on our hardcore punk podcast. So. Well, we, that's why it's hardcore punk and metal now, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's listen to a handful of voicemails and we'll call it a night. Hey guys, it's Claire. Fuck you too. Um, I just wanted to let you know that, uh, Gray, I used you as inspiration for a, uh, D&D NPC, uh, where I got into a fight with, uh, a player character that spilled their drink on them, and I promptly picked up a chair and tried to throw it at them, but instead threw it into the crowd of people near them. So, uh, that is recorded and it is going to be delightful. And, uh, it, it was done with much love. Enjoy the rest of your evening or morning or whenever the fuck you're going to record this and listen to this. All right. Thanks, Claire. I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that my youthful antics could serve as in- inspiration for, uh, a scenario that took place uh, in, in a D and D campaign. I, I, just... I, I don't remember you throwing a chair at a crowd. Um, you were not at that show. It, uh, it occurred in Huntington. I was also wearing a ski mask. Um, was it, were there Christian bands playing? There were no Christian bands playing. No, no, it was in a church basement, but, uh, but the church basement, uh, in question did not host a whole lot of Christian shows actually. Um, I think that we actually played there one time. I, I can't recall. I know that at least uh, several of my bands played there. I can't remember if PT ever did. All right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just want to let all the listeners know it's been a very, very long time since I have, uh, thrown chairs at anybody and I don't condone, I, I do not condone that behavior. I was like 20 years old. Who cares? Just fucking throw chairs. Who gets shit? <laughs> all right. right. We're going to go fucking nuts and you can see shows again. And then we're not going to be able to see shows again. So. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's listen to the next one. So I decided to revisit the Mighty Mighty Boss Zones. And by revisit, I mean, actually listen to like the most, two most recent records and I'll admit I loved, like, the early stuff in the 90s. But after listening to them, the tongue-in-cheek ballad about the death of George Floyd, there's weird rhetoric on Blue Lives Matter and how Trump isn't all that bad in that one weird song and calling out snowflakes. And just how Ska is in general and that, like, people still take influence for them. I think we should make the determination that no one should start a Ska band in 2021. And if you consider doing it, you need to be heavily evaluated and you need your friends to check you and maybe beat the shit out of you. And if you successfully start a ska band and try to get big, it's it's like the green play. It's on site. Public execution should be warranted. We need to treat this in the harshest and most, I would say, most 
dominant and punishment war and like the highest form of punishment. No ska bands in 2021. No more ska bands in the future. That shit died in the 90s. And I now regret listening to the Mighty Mighty Ballstones because I feel like I have just had a new form of self-hatred form inside me. Peace. Okay. So I am legit shocked that the Mighty Mighty Ballstones even still are releasing records, right? Yeah, I knew that just because I, I did see some people sharing their um their George Floyd song, and I did listen to a little bit of it, and it actually was pretty astounding to tell you the truth <laughs> it was uh it was like astounding how um i think it was done with like positive intent you know but it was it was pretty astounding how tone deaf it, it came off <laughs> are you really surprised um i mean no i'm not not really i guess but it it still was one of those things where i was momentarily taken aback like oh oh shit they uh they really missed the mark on this one let, let, let me ask you a question yeah if the Dropkick Murphys wrote a song that had to do anything about the police, right? Uh-huh. Which way do you think that song is going? <laughs> I think I think it's going towards. Uh, I think it's it's at the very. I, I think it's 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 going into fence walking territory where it's like, right. hey, yeah, they're pretty bad, but there's going to be a lot of equivocation in there. And if the Boston, the mighty mighty Boston's write a song about George Floyd, which way do you think it's going? <laughs> go? right, right. Yeah. I honestly can't believe that they have been releasing records fairly consistently since uh, I even knew they were a band in the 90s. Yeah. I, I have to have to admit, um, beyond the one song that they played in the radio, I have literally never listened to the Mighty Mighty Bostons. Um, why, why would I, right? Um, it sucked. Uh, when I was in college, a freshman in college, I remember being bored in a class and I don't even, it was one of those freshman year classes you got to take. That's like a non-majors and no one gives a shit. Right. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the back and I, I like drew a, you know, a, a, a fucking like, you know, Slayer logo on the fucking desk. Right. And, uh, um, you know, trying to, trying to get the, uh, trying to get like, you know, the fucking, uh, like, um, show no mercy era Slayer logo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the next class I came in, somebody had, you know, crossed it out and they put, you know, get with the times, man, boss tones. Right. <laughs> and so I crossed that out and put a um, six letter slur that begins with F <laughs> underneath that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Fittingly. So, you know, I mean, who gives a shit about the fucking boss tones? I, I honestly thought Dickie Best was dead. Dickie, Dickie Barrett, whatever. I don't even know his fucking name. Dickie Betts is from fucking, he's from fucking, he is dead. He's from the fucking Allman Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dickie Crickets. <laughs> Dickie Crickets, right? <laughs> right. Dickie Betts is dead and he played in the Allman Brothers. Dickie Barrett is not dead apparently and he's in the Mighty Mighty Bostones and Dickie Crickets isn't even a real person. <laughs> Right, yeah. Dickie Crickets is merely a Mr. Show bit. Um, I I will admit I like I like some of the the classic Boston's material. All right, but I I um I basically missed and like skipped Third Wave Sky entirely, other than like the the radio hits and like a friend of mine made like a comp for me when I was a kid, and there were some tracks on there that were all right, but like I never connected with it. I really like First Wave and uh, Second Wave, like two tone ska stuff. It's still um. I wouldn't say as much of a mainstay of my regular listening diet as it once was, but a lot of that stuff was uh, very formative for me and I enjoy it um, a whole lot. But yeah, I mean, I, I could go either way. 
on uh on most third waves well no i will say i i could actually i go one way on most third waves uh, which is that it fucking sucks ass and i could go either way on these sort of outstanding um acts that that rose above uh the 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 crop of those bands like you know mighty mighty boston's and shit uh goldfinger i guess um so wait a second so the the george floyd song i'm assuming is called the killing of george georgie part three yeah that's correct <laughs> wow yeah it's no one no one took a look at that title and thought hey (laughs) that's what i'm saying right it's it's just there i think the attempt was like honest and they were trying to have some sort of like discourse and it's certainly not like they're not saying they're psyched on the killing of george floyd but um it it was just that's why i said it was kind of shockingly tone deaf you know what i mean that's calling it georgie right yeah 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 yeah. i mean you know and part three what is this a fucking joke i mean where's part one and part two what is this like bill cosby and his classic movie leonard part six (laughs) yeah i don't know man um i i think that the mighty mighty boston should probably refrain from trying to engage in the political discourse in 2021 (laughs) um and uh and if another if 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 um if never there is another ska band um you know i i certainly I won't be bummed about it. Um, yeah. On the same token, I'm not going to issue death sentences to ska bands as uh, AJ suggested either. So I'm just going to take the middle path on that one, uh, the one All of right. ambivalence. Let's right. uh, let's listen to uh, let's listen to another one. Uh, D Smokey Johnson once again checking back in to uh, update you guys on the situation with uh, my attempted murder of the guy that called in. I actually met up with him, and uh, he's a nice guy. We just talked about some 90s death metal, smoked a fatty blink, and, uh, you know, I realized that 90s death metal's fine. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to hear people talk about it still, but, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't kill anybody. Maybe I should just go back to smoking fat cocks and smoking fat doinks like I originally had intended to do with my life. Anyway... I just figured I should let you know. I turned over a new leaf, and now I'm loving. Now I'm smoking. Now I'm just trying to listen to B-Side's Legion all night long. I love you guys. B-Smokey Johnson signing the fuck off. Well, that's good that Smokey quashed that beef, right? Yeah, it is. It is, and that he's <laughs> that he's revisiting some D-Side. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Smokey Johnson has become a fixture over the last few weeks, and I, you know, I'm I'm really enjoying his calls. I think they're pretty solid. Um, There's, we, he said something in there like he originally intended that he, maybe he should go back to smoking fat dongs, right? Smoking uh, fat cocks and fat doinks. Is it doinks or dongs? It says dogs in the fucking voice. To text. Uh, it was definitely doinks. All right. Um, no. Which is a tribute to uh, to the uh, uh, the YouTube guy smoking smoking big old doinks and Amish. Um, the man. I, I don't know what that is. If if you saw it, you, you might you might recall he died because um, he was a young man, but he was um, incredibly incredibly overweight. 
Um, and I'm sure that like inhaling a lot of smoke probably wasn't helping his already ailing body as it was dr- desperately trying to cling to life. As, as his prison body was de- desperately trying to cling to life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So right. um, rest in peace to the original smoker of, of big old doinks. So we got one more that's from all the way from last Monday. So let's get that out of the way. All right, cool. Yo, um, so I saw that Facebook post that Gray was talking about with that kid saying that, you know, you guys make value judgments or whatever. But I don't know if he's new or if he came from No Echo or something, but uh, if you guys have been listening to this podcast long enough, you know that, you know, not to take Nate or Gray seriously at all. Like, the way I see it is they're just a couple of homies that might shit on songs you like um, or, you know, you guys might all vibe to the same shit. But uh, either way, it's fun to hear you guys riff and just talk shit. You know, it's just, it's it's fun, especially if we're out here working by ourselves or whatever the fuck. Um, but, yeah, you know, like I know you guys weren't too excited about 200 Stab Wounds uh, when they played on the podcast. But uh, I fucking am about that shit. And uh, I reached out and I booked them. So, you know, that's and that's because of this podcast. So. And I've been reaching out to a ton of bands that I've heard on this podcast, uh, you know, just to fucking book them because, you know, and I think that's uh, where I think this podcast is doing something really cool. Um, also, AJ never got back to me. So um, that Smokey Joe or Smokey Jones, uh, not Catfish Jones, the other Cajun, um, you know, he was angry about something. I don't even know what he said or if I even disagreed with him, but um, I'm willing to fight him and Applebee's the person at the same time. Um, and, uh, for the main card, it could be gray and little ant. So yeah, either way, um, we're all a bunch of, uh, gay retards. All right. So <laughs> there you go. There's some positive, some positivity happening, right? Twice now, twice tonight. Yeah. Smokey Johnson quashes his beef, goes and smokes some fat dongs. And then, um, this fella, you know, book some fucking bands that he likes on the show, right? That's what it's about. Well, I believe this gentleman was uh, was the man that D. Smokey Johnson was, was actually originally um, originally had taken issue with. So he just kind of reignited the beef <laughs> with, yeah, but, with with this message, you know. But uh, you know, supposedly they they, they smoke some doinks together, so it's all cool now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's cool, man. I mean, like, I, uh, like I've said before, whenever somebody has reported that they've, uh, discovered, you know, uh, a new favorite band or, um, anything of that sort because of the podcast that, uh, again, that actually gets at what the spirit of the podcast is underneath, uh, all the blowhard fucking nonsense, um, that Nate and I, uh, it, it, that Nate and I indulge in week to week. Um, it's part and parcel to how we communicate and uh, the idiocy that plagues our fucking failing brains. But uh, at the end of the day, as, as long as we're putting stuff in front of you that you're enjoying and uh, hopefully, um, you know, encouraging you to interact with it, book shows and and uh, and, and go actually get involved. I think that, uh, you know, I think that we're, we're doing what we set out to do. So it makes me uh, it always makes me sincerely happy when I hear people are, um, you know, they're they're taking this podcast as uh, uh you know, it's there's something actionable coming out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so there's something greater than just us being, you know, noisome idiots on the on the internet. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, before we sign out, I will uh, I'll read one of the text messages that we have. The other text messages uh, is related to uh, some calls that we'll listen to on the next episode. So, this is coming from the uh, the person that was talking about how his cousin, um, his QAnon cousin, who knocked up his stepmother last month. He was talking about how the astral plane is an Illuminati ploy. 
This is a uh, follow-up to that. He said, uh, Tales from My Cousin Part 2. I guess he didn't tell his dad about the kid, and the dad, the dad assumed it was his kid. So they fist fought on Tuesday. The cousin is in jail on second-degree assault with a deadly weapon. Also, I'm not related to his dad. It's my dad's sister's kid. Um, so <laughs> there you go. The, uh, intricate that is. <laughs> the, uh, the ever-unfolding saga of the guy, uh, the QAnon guy who knocked up his stepmom. It sounds... It sounds fascinating to observe, but utterly depressing to actually be a part of. <laughs> as so many of the as so many of the best parts of uh, of life to observe are, you would never want to actually get anywhere near them, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, on that note, I guess we'll sign off for the night. If you uh, if you want to call and leave us a message or uh, shoot us a text, it's two six zero two 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 eight three four one. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. And uh, if you want to submit music, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure your release is a year or less old. Uh, rate and review it on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice if you feel so inclined. It uh, helps us with, um, I don't know, algorithms something. or metrics or something that the I don't know anything about. The computer brain that determines what we like, it, it helps. <laughs> right, it helps. I'm, so I've been told by people who actually take their uh, podcast seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, tell your friends about it. Uh, buy some records, book some shows, go see some bands. Just uh, get out and get involved. Don't sit on your ass. Um, don't don't take for granted the uh, limited time that you have to do some shit because we might uh, we might get be getting the door closed in our faces once it again. Is, it, it is definitely it is definitely fucking limited because um, because of the simps. Yeah, indeed. So um, so we'll sign out. Fuck the simps. Um, shout out to our haters. Uh, we're gonna rise and grind and get that bag in spite of you. Peace. <laughs>